we'll be discussing what we wish we would have been more prepared for upon leaving care and we'll be discussing how we navigated through that so what we found useful what helped us what we found challenging so feel free to talk about anything that came up for you money bills anything yeah i'd say the transition from someone giving you money buying you things to then you having to do it was really difficult and then actually knowing the value of money how much things cost um and like that money's important that you need to keep money you have to save money like you need to have like a rainy day if anything happens or like always have extra money i would my problem with me i would just go out and i would spend it and i would buy t-shirts i would buy makeup and i would even give money away to people that needed it as well and i didn't realize that i had to keep that because then i wouldn't get money until the next time um and then like when you're in children's units you would get like your money at the weekend so that was like every week i knew i was getting that to then all of a sudden i'm like on a training program and they're paying you or i'm then on benefits and then i get paid once every two weeks so then i had to like change the way i thought about that and i was like oh well i need to i need to figure about money as in numbers and i need to figure out money as in time to like make sure that i get paid in that time and then if there's anything i need or want i need to save for it and then it was like knowing how to save people telling you like keep your money by like if you see something you like you don't need to buy that there might be something else that you like later down the line like you don't have to have everything you want so it's like i would want 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 i'd go out and i'd see loads of t-shirts and i'd be like i want them and i'd buy them and then i'd see something else and i don't have money for it so i'd say for like maturity when you like get older you realize that everything you see you don't have to have um so yeah but being taught having support workers to actually tell you and inform you about money and then obviously the transition from moving into your own house it's everything like all your bills and all that you have to find out and then what you're entitled to like money off and exemptions and stuff so yeah I think it were a really good point what you just said Ashlyn like something that just pricked up in my brain was like when I left school I started working and I started getting paid monthly when I was in care I got a weekly allowance every week and you know I knew that that money was coming in weekly and when I started working it was monthly and obviously you see it as a larger sum but it's you've got to spread it out over such a like longer period of time and you don't see that like I was when you see that money straight away in your bank, you think, oh, brilliant. And then you do, you go and spend things. And I think a lot of it is like, we're not taught how to budget. We're not taught a lot of things. But it's when you see that, it's inevitable. Like when you see a big a load of money, if you've not had it before, and there's loads of things that you'd really like, you want to go and treat yourself. So it's like, it's hard. Like, I think we've all been there, you know, we've all spent money where we shouldn't really have and we should have kept it. But it's so difficult. And when it's there, it's like, it's so hard to resist temptation when it's so easy to access. Evie, you're so right. So I went to uni and I had loads of money in my account, like lots of money. And I think the challenge is making it serve because in the holiday period, I would notice I had no money and I literally would be scrimping to to actually survive, to go back to get my next loan. Um, So yes, it's saving. I would say try and make sure you manage your money. So don't buy things you don't need, like clothes, limit how much you spend on clothes, shop around for food, like go to different supermarkets. Don't spend at one supermarket, shop around, find the best deals. So that would be my advice. 
another tip as well that really worked for me is um, writing things down because like when you see it visually it's right in front of your face and when you're writing down what you're spending where you're spending it and you see it and you think oh god and you can kind of cut things back then you can think right what is what is it that I'm going to take away you know what's not working so you know how to move forward in the future um for me I was kind of the other way around I was I was in care but I lived at home with my parents most of the time and they were awful with money so any little bit of money I used to get I used to kind of squirrel away and and I'd make sure that I I would have money because it was security um so like when I left care I lived in a I lived in a hostel and I had like I was on I think it was income support at the time and um I wouldn't spend a penny I'd, I'd buy food because I had to, but I'd be walking around in clothes that were just fit for the bin. I, I'd never buy makeup. I, I literally wouldn't get myself anything because I, I was quite used to not having anything as well. Like I never had new clothes when I was with my parents and I didn't spend a lot of time in foster care either. So I never got clothes when I was in foster care either. So it's quite easy for me to not have any, like for me, even now getting clothes is a luxury and I'm good. As long as I've got a washing machine, I can have two outfits and just wash them like I'm I'm very minimal in that sense but I found it I did have to start letting myself be important enough to spend money on as well like I hadn't ever been really shown that before so I just carried on I didn't realize that it was quite unhealthy because I was going without things that I desperately needed but at the same time I looked at the amount of money I had in my account it wasn't loads but it was way more than I'd ever had before and I I'd feel safe I'd feel secure and it would make me feel better but at the same time I was you know, not having things that I really did need. So that was really difficult for me. Learning that balance as well to like, yes, you want something, but the question first is, do you need it? And also um, the concept of saving a bit of money every month adds up to then you can get something that you want. Um, when I was living with my foster carers, they always used to say to me um, to save up my money, like my pocket money and stuff like that. Um, and like they would try and teach me somewhat minimal for when I grew up, but I never got taught like about how to pay for bills, phone bills, stuff like that. They always taught me like if I wanted something uh, so bad that I would have to save up for it. So if I wanted like a new pair of shoes, or something I would have to save up my um, monthly clothing allowance um, to get the pair of shoes that I want or something like that but I think that as growing up and becoming an adult I didn't get taught how to pay bills I kind of just got um, thrown in the deep end and they were like here you are you're 21 now uh, do it yourself you know we're, we're not here to you know wipe the dribble from your mouth as a baby <laughs> and stuff like that so yeah it, it kind of kind of annoyed me the fact that they did that and then I think I was like I think I was like 21 or 22 and um, they said to me oh we've got some uh, groups going on that help you to understand about um, debts about bills stuff like that and I was thinking to myself okay I'm 21 or 22 and you're only just now telling me about you know these these workshops that you can do to help you not get yourself into debt and stuff like that and I just thought to myself I thought what is the actual point of them being involved at all when they don't actually bring out all these good things you know at the right times they just bring them out at the wrong times frustrating but hey ho 
Daniel, what do you think would have helped you? What do you think w- would have made it better? Anybody else can answer. Like, what would you think, knowing what you know now, would have helped when it comes to stuff like bills and all that? I was just thinking about what you were saying, Anya, and it brought up some things for me as well. And I think sometimes social services don't actually help you, but I wasn't actually aware that there's other people that can help you other than social services. And just taking it back to the money thing, I'm also aware that, you know, we're talking about uh, saving and budgeting and things like that. But also, I remember a time when I went a really, really low income. I didn't have the money to save, you know. I was That was what I, I was living, literally, paycheck to to paycheck on the bare minimum with nothing and like in hindsight I know now that I was living way like in poverty basically and I could have gone to charities and things like citizens advice you know and got advice from people and like some advice for what I would give my younger self is I waited I think I kind of expected or really hoped someone had come along and helped me and be like give me all the answers but (laughs) no one did that you know I had to really look and research and dig deep there are services out there if you're not getting the best support from social services if they're not signposting the best things for you you can go to things like citizens advice um, use charities such as car and voice um, and things like that and just do a bit of research and find things out for yourself yeah literally the internet is your best friend but make sure that you're getting your information from reliable places so if you're looking at how to spend money how to budget don't just be watching some kind of rando on YouTube telling you how to spend money it has to be from a like a an organization uh, a charity something with like .org or .gov stuff like that like when they've got websites with that ending you know that you can you can uh, trust what they're saying but yeah like if there are things that you are worrying about especially to do with money google is your best friend like literally we've got to put in is charities that help you with budgeting charities that help you with money and and loads will come up so don't don't just sit by yourself worrying a lot cuz when you're when when you're in care you don't know what you don't know when you leave care you know there's a lot of things you don't know but you don't know how to deal with them so it can be so overwhelming there's so many things all at once hitting you but don't just sit and let it get worse and worse you need to be proactive and tackle things if there's something that you're like oh I'm not too sure about that go and investigate don't just wait till it gets really bad I think another thing is it can be really quite scary and especially if there's like loads of different things going off at one time so and it's so easy to see it as such a big deal and just run away from it and procrastinate and do something else and I think another bit of advice that I'd have gave my younger self is just do a little bit at a time you know don't put too much pressure on yourself to get things done right away everything takes time and just do a, a little bit when you can yeah and just to add to what um, Ali said um, you know as well for me I was on benefits for a while yeah. and it was challenging it was it was enough money but um, I was volunteering and they paid for your travel <laughs> when you had to volunteer so that kind of helped out a bit um, you also get lunch <laughs> you know and all that kind of stuff so that kind of stretch of it I then went to uni and uni was a blessing because there's so many support services there I, I was lucky enough to get a 
anniversary and so I got some money basically from a charity as well so that helped my money to stretch and they had a, um, a scheme going on where I could go back into schools and mentor children and I got paid from that as well so even the grants you know you get a, you see a lot of money in your account but it's difficult sometimes it doesn't stretch like that holiday period it, it's finished by then so you have to kind of seek out what's going on look at your university support services like go and speak to somebody like what's there sometimes there's like social mobility programs going on or certain things are going on that they hire students to kind of get involved in so just check out what's on you might be able to get some extra work and look out for volunteering work as well because you know you never know who you might meet or you know you could probably get a job through that and again with university you know when you finish you need experience so I would say start doing as much work as possible whilst in university and if you can't get any work volunteer because you never know what can happen from that and when the things that have helped me after I was done with high school is a lot of groups that I got involved in Greater Manchester Youth Network that helped me move on to like the after school point helping me choose what I want to actually get a job into like what college course to actually start off with also giving an idea of going with volunteering in some places because you know when you apply for a college course you know that you're then going to have to wait a couple of months going into volunteering also gave me that get up and go feeling throughout the day so I don't just sit at home and get bored and then when college does come around I'd just like I can't be bothered getting up give me something to get up for instead of just sitting and waiting for months yeah, as well at university, there's like a um, an appointed care leaver worker as well. So they should introduce themselves when you start at uni. Uh, they'll either send you an email or give you a call. And um, they can actually be really helpful with helping you navigate university life. Because like you can imagine people that haven't been in care, they get dropped off by their parents. They've got all their possessions. It can be really sad for some people that aren't in care because they've never been away from home before. It's a very, very, very different experience for care leavers. And a good care leaver worker at uni will understand that. And they will help you with all sorts of things, getting your stuff to uni. I mean, your social worker, well, PA should be helping you with that anyway, moving you into uni. But yeah. Yeah, there's, there are a lot of things, a lot more safety nets, I'd say, if you're in education. And literally the sky is the limit. As long as you've got your GCSEs or even if you go to college and get your, uh, what is it, key skills and functional skills and stuff like that. Go and do a, a BTEC or A-levels, whatever whatever you want. One thing I would say about going to uni, the bursaries, if you are under 25 most of the time and a care leaver or estranged from your parent, you will be uh, automatically entitled to have the care leaver's bursary. It does differ greatly between different universities. Some universities, you'll get £15,000 over three years some universities will get three thousand pounds over three years so make sure you do check that before you apply because trust me it really helps the extra money like Shanika was saying for well to be fair all the time I was poor but throughout the summer I literally had no money like I'd be worrying about eating so do be careful with your money and make sure you can get any grants and bursaries that you can possibly get your hands on I've not been to uni um, and I don't know about the rates of care leavers but I know in Scotland the age I think it was 26 to get a care leavers bursary which meant that you then didn't have to go on and get a loan or work at the same time it was enough that you could like live off of but I think now I don't think there's actually an age range in that because they understand that care experience young people have a lot going on in their life around about 18, 19 when a kind of typical person would maybe go to uni uh, from school but 
I didn't really get the qualifications to go straight to uni from school. So like a next route for me would have been college and stuff like that. But I was never big on education because until I went to college, I didn't know I had dyslexia. So I just thought everybody struggled the way I struggled and no one had ever picked up on that. Whereas I think nowadays, that's going back 10 plus years, but I think nowadays they're kind of, they've got a wee bit more training. They can pick that up more rather than just saying that's behaviour issues. But there's loads of like different organisations you can get involved in. And I've been involved with so many over the years it's like volunteering you get paid for your time and vouchers or travel or food and then like with that they can then give you a like a reference for a job they they can then like if there's projects they can link you up with professionals with like things that you like and there's so many but it, again it goes with like your area I would check out your area and see like what's around about you what organizations you like the sound of and if you like the sound of like everything they support and want to do then it might be worth looking into if you can volunteer with them or even get like a nowadays people are doing like paid internships like they're paying young people for their time if not they're creating like um it's like work experience where they're getting some sort of whether it be vouchers or money for doing it I think nowadays people don't want young people to give so much effort time and commitment for nothing uh, that's great Ashley and I would say as well I know in London there's charities such as like Drive Forward and um, other charities as well that actually give young people opportunities to work with re- in really good jobs um, you don't have to have a degree for some of those jobs as well I know the government is doing a lot of like internships as well so it's to find these charities so sometimes you can speak to your job centre they should have the information as well for me as well I had to use <laughs> those charities because even though I still and had a degree I still had to go to the charity to get help to get a job so it's very important to look at what charities are out there and I would say as well if you're in school please make sure if you want to carry on and go to uni make sure you get your maths and English at GCSE try your hardest to get that because you don't want to get to like um finish your secondary and then realize you have to do it over again it's just a waste of time so try your hardest to get those two (laughs) I learned that Also, um, when you're applying for university, uh, there's a little box that you can tick and it asks you for care experience. A lot of people that have care experience don't tick this box, but please do tick the box because it lets the university know that you're a care leaver. You do have to prove it. You just get a letter from your um, PA or social worker and um, then you then are automatically entered into the bursaries any kind of um, like hardship funds and care leave bursaries anything like that and it really does help also I wanted to say as well when it comes to getting bills for your house um, like you know the water gas electric TV internet stuff like that you can go online and look at like money saving efforts stuff like that and there are um, search engines where you put what you need in like electricity and they will find the cheapest one for you um, and that's really really helpful just because uh you move into a house and you've got electricity with edf or something it doesn't mean you have to stay with them you can change um so make sure that you're looking around shopping around finding the best deals for you saving money wherever you can one of the good things about university though is if you do go into student accommodation don't usually have to worry about bills because it's included in your rent so that is one good thing about it um, is like when it comes to like support and um, is there anything else that you guys felt that was really helpful? 
<laughs> so for me, the, the support, um, I didn't have much support from my local authority. So like social services, uh, social workers, personal advisors, I were just kind of left. And I knew in my own head that that wasn't right. And I, I, I had a feeling that it wasn't right anyway. And then I did a bit of research, turned out that my gut instinct was right. And so I got in touch with an advocate, which I never even knew what an advocate was. And basically an advocate is there to listen to you and to get your voice heard because for me I was really trying my hardest to get my local authority to to listen to me and just acknowledge that I was even there Um, and an advocate can really help you get to them places and it might not even just be with social services it can be in loads of different sectors that an advocate can help you and another thing that I just wanted to mention is I got in touch with a charity called Core and Voice and they appointed me like an advocate through a safety net and then basically through that they then appointed me a local advocate in my local area however that advocate in my local area was a a government funded advocate so the advice that well her involvement was with me was quite biased and I wasn't happy with the support she was giving me and so I ended up then going back to the charity and carrying on using their own service and I think that that's really important to know who's giving you your support and also if you're not happy with a service to say it and to you know make sure that you're getting the best support that's that's suited to you and if you just google advocacy services loads and loads and loads will come up and nine times out of ten it's free so I'd just my advice would be go and use an advocate because they can really help you get places that on your own you might not be able to get to yeah, um, I used um, Become. There's a general advice line and then they've got um, further education and higher education advisor as well, which can be really, really helpful. But um, I was having trouble with my uh, setting up home grant. You, uh, social services weren't releasing it to me for various reasons. So I um, spoke to their advice person who was a trained social worker, however, didn't wasn't a social worker. She just would do the advice line. But she knew exactly all the laws, all the rules, all the policy. Um, and literally just her sending an email summing up what I wanted and questioning them on why I wasn't getting it I had the money within a week and I'd been fighting them for about a year so it really does help even having someone that's from a charity it carries gravity so just them being involved you can find sometimes that they'll be like oh okay I'll do it I'll do it I'm sorry I'm sorry and you don't usually get that when it's just you it's like shouting into a pillow like no one can hear what you're saying no one wants to hear so yeah advocacy I agree with Evie it's so important and um, finding out where you can get that from as well like this citizens advice bureau they won't necessarily advocate for you but they will give you advice and they can signpost you to different places that you can go for an advocate for specialist help so that's definite like if you're struggling find someone that can speak not for you but on your behalf another thing sorry that i just really wanted to add was that um even though advocates might be aware of all the laws and everything like that they're not actual legal representatives yeah get you in touch with the legal representatives and they can get you in touch with the solicitors and it can be really really hard if you know you're a young person and you know that something's not right and you know that someone's breaking the law but you don't know how to prove it or even even know what to 
what kind of solicitor to ask for. It can be such a minefield and advocacy can really just help you get to where you want to be in whatever aspect that may be. And we're going to, we'll link them down below as well. I just want to go back and touch briefly what Alice said about ticking the care experience box. I was still in care and applied for college and didn't tick that because I thought it would go against me at the time. And I, like the difference between ticking it because I didn't get in that course. I'd went and I didn't if you didn't get in I was like shortlisted and they invited me to go on a different course which is something that I didn't feel was relevant to me at the time I didn't want to do that course but the difference in ticking that is you actually get well I'm only speaking for Scotland here I know it's different for different areas but in Scotland like if you tick you're a care leaver like they send you an email and like ask you like do you need help to like help for you to apply to the course um, and then you can go in and like you can speak to them and then once you're at, once you've ticked that the learning department or the guidance team I know it's called all different colleges, but they check in with you and then they're like oh is there anything you struggle with and then like that's at the point when I had said like I think I may have dyslexia and they found that out but they can help you with so much like not just that but everything but it's really important to know that that box doesn't go against you it actually helps you because they want you to get in they really want you to get in so they're going to help you to try and help you to get into their college and there's so much like um, just like you said really like, extra grants and stuff like that but it's discretionary the colleges but just how important that box is because when I applied the first time I didn't tick it compared to the second time it was completely different thank you Ash um in terms of independence and moving leaving social services I wanted to ask like how did everybody find that um for me I was happy because I was surfing surfing (laughs) before I got my house, but I had issues in the house that I moved into. So like I had loads of damp, I even got burgled. Um, And I found that my local MP was very helpful in a lot of things. She got like the damp. She kind of helped the force the council to actually get the damp remedied, even though it didn't really solve the issue, but she helped a lot. So I wanted to hear you guys' experiences on that and any tips or advice that you have that can give anyone when they're moving out. So I was quite similar to you about like the sofa surfing and then I got my own place. But before I got my own place, I was really, really struggling to secure a tenancy. I'd never had a tenancy before and I was on benefits. And it was like, if I was looking to go private it was a uh -uh, no one was taking me um so I ended up getting in touch with a charity once again um called crisis and that's like a housing charity and it's the people that are either homeless or at risk of homelessness and they did a, a course actually called renting ready to get you ready for renting and um it's it includes all about managing money your bills and everything like that and it also tells you about the, the different types of tenancies there are out there because these are all things that we don't get taught and that really really set me up well but from that because I completed that that course I was also able to they allowed me to access their services which was a support worker who would help me apply for housing associations help me bid in um, making sure that I was applying for everything that I could apply for to get me into accommodation as soon as possible and I mean he really did go above and beyond obviously it's, it's each individual that you get but nine times out of ten if you're working with a charity they're going to be really nice people yeah um, and they just went above and beyond for me I never had heard 
heard about a housing association before and it's different to um to a council house but it's quite similar it's a lot more secure than being in a private rented accommodation so like with you having your issues Shanika about your mold and things like that I've had mold but whereas I've been able to just ring up my landlord and say I've got mold you need to come and sort it out and that's that and like whenever I have an issue like my my flush stopped working I'm no plumber I don't know how to fix it <laughs> so I rang them up I was like look I can't flush my toilet and then they come and fixed it for me and like it's things like that that you're a lot more secure you know in one of them tenancies and it's like if I wasn't to have worked with that charity I wouldn't have had a clue that these tenancies exist what different types are and so I just really really want to push everyone to work with different charities and not to feel ashamed or embarrassed or anything like that like just go for it because it will help you. Yeah, also as well, um, with uh, local authority housing, it used to be called council housing. It, it's different now. It, it's, um, yeah, it's called local authority housing. But if you're a care leaver, they have banding. So if you apply for housing, local authority housing, they have like a band one, two, three or four. Sometimes it's like gold, silver and bronze. Each local authority is different. But usually if you're a care leaver, it gives you top status. So you'll be put at the top of the list to get a house. This usually is if you're, they have different different ages for different um local authorities but um some places are like 25 some places don't have a limit some places are 21 22 so literally as soon as you turn 18 it is well worth making an application to your local authority to get housing because like Evie said it's so much more secure you you know you're you're given basically it's a forever tenancy usually it's not like a one-year tenancy six-month tenancy you literally have a place to live for life as long as you pay your rent and yeah like council tax as well unless you're exempt if you're so uh, if you're a care leaver look up that as well get in touch with your um local council tell them that you're a care leaver are there any exemptions for me because it does differ per local authority um but yeah all you need to do is get a letter from the pa prove that you're a care leaver and then you won't have to pay council tax instead so definitely because I didn't know about that either and I'm 27 years old and I'm still struggling to get somewhere to live um if I'd have known that I was entitled to local authority housing at 18 I would have definitely got one but literally 10 years later and I'm having some serious issues because I just thought oh well I need somewhere to live I I can't get anywhere because I had didn't have a job because I was in education and I was on benefits and no private landlord would accept me. So I just thought I'm going to go to uni and I'll live in student housing. That was my my way out. But I didn't realise I could have had somewhere to live. <laughs> but yeah, definitely, definitely do that. Well, it's the good things of saying at home is that the bills aren't as big as they would be. But it's more like I do sometimes get that feeling. Like I do need to get out at some point because I'm still living with my brothers and <laughs> I want to get out of here. <laughs> Yeah, me too. <laughs> that just made me think quickly, like a lot of the time it can be really difficult to access what we're saying, like, oh, there's this, there's this, there's this. It can be really difficult to access it, like, you know, your priority band and grants and things like that and this is something that advocates really really can help you get access gain access to and they might give you whatever reason no you're not entitled to it because x y and z because of this law that law but trust me don't just take their word for it really do your own research don't just take no as the answer fight for what you you need you know and really do that bit of research yeah can i just say like uh, in Scotland, we called it priority. So if you were a care leaver, you got like the maximum points. But it's like it's like a one-time deal. After that, you'd never get it again. But 
it's different everywhere, but you're allowed twice to say no. So see, once they come and offer you a house, it's like you can say like, I actually don't like that or do you know what I don't actually like that area like you can say no I think twice but I would double check with your area but like once you get that that's it do you know what I mean like you can't go back again because it's going to be harder do you know what I mean but it's it's really good like the priority but I actually had like a meeting with a housing woman who actually told me all about a house and it was like one of the like social work meetings where they invite somebody new in and they add them in and they tell you why um so yeah it was it was really good because like she said about if there's any repairs or anything like that or if it's an emergency or a non-emergency repair so like, that helped me then going into my house because I knew she gave me like tips and tricks like if you like an area like at this time at this day they change it so I think it was a Tuesday and then it's like a fresh list of houses going. So it's like try to like get the tips and tricks. So yeah, like listen to the information and try and get as much as you can because it's all about being savvy. It's about being smart and picking good choices because you don't want to pick a house and then move a year later. You want to pick a house and then move five, ten years later. And I'm just going to quickly add, um, for me, because I went to uni and I had a council house, I had to stay near to my uni. I didn't want to be paying money to be traveling far. So there's, that's, there's also that to consider as well. If you are um, if you have a council house, you can't probably necessarily move into student accommodation. So you have to stay at home. We're going to round off now and I'm going to ask everybody what's a top tip that you'll give to your younger self in preparing for independence and leaving care. I would say um, research, research, research. Uh, Look for charities. Look for anything. Get as much help as you can possibly get. Don't push it away. Um, If you don't have a good relationship with social services, I understand because I don't have a great one either. These charities and support services that aren't to do with social services, they're they're different. There's a different feel to them. They're doing that job because they they care and they know that there's gaps you can fall through um, if you're just left to social services. Uh, help so make sure like I literally I wish I could have I could have looked up charities made sure I got all the funding I could have possibly got I wish I'd known that I was entitled to a council house uh, because also you can swap your council house once you've lived there for a long time but yeah if I could tell myself I would just say like don't just struggle on your own look for opportunities and ways of bettering yourself don't just struggle along on your own because no one could do anything completely on their own we all need we all need help no matter where you come from whether you're care experienced or not so I'm same as you Alice just research 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 and I'd say trust your instinct as well and also that you are the person that's going to be with yourself for the rest of your life so you need to learn to like yourself and you need to learn to make a happy life for yourself as well so like nothing's just going to be handed to you on a plate you need to really go for things and I'd just say like be there for yourself don't be afraid to ask for help I would say trust your instincts because I I bring it back to the house where I move into. I was so excited for that house. I didn't look at the area properly. It was a very dangerous area and I didn't even see the mold. I was just so excited for the house. <laughs> um, so trust your instinct. If something doesn't feel right, don't do it. If it's a house, just don't do it. And things do go wrong, but remember there's always places there to help. You know, just seek, use the internet wherever you have to go. Just research. There's always help out there. What I would tell my younger self about preparing for adulthood and independence is be patient. Just because you can get a house at 16 doesn't mean that I should get a house 
house at 16 because they didn't. I was like in like a social work leaving care flat. You had to prove you could keep it tidy, cook, clean, do it all. So like if you're if you're ever in the same position where you have to prove, use that time, like prepare, research, like and it do you know what at the end of the day, knowledge is power. Do you know what I mean? Just because you're at the certain age that you can get a house, there's a lot more to it. And just like you said, Shanika, I was really excited and loads of things were wrong with my first house. Do you know what I mean? Until I got like kind of like my forever home, I like to call it, because I'll probably be in this for a long, long time. So yeah, be patient and uh, your time will come. One thing I'd probably tell my younger self is that um, to do your own research, find people that are going to actually want to help you properly. I don't know, just always put yourself first and always be you and don't always wait on other people. I guess if I could actually tell my younger self something, it will be to not overthink stuff, such as say, just because they say it is better to save money doesn't mean don't spend any otherwise you might end up getting to a point where you literally cannot spend anything as I was in that phase I've kind of till I'm now I, a lot of times when I go to any shop even if it's for stuff I need I end up going to till going do I really need this and when it comes to say starting a college course or starting a job somewhere don't like expect to be at the main part of it straight away some things do need a bit of a work up to point so don't just give up on the, the job or the task just because you're not where you want to be straight away Thank you, everybody. That's it. We're completed. (laughs) Thank you for listening to Let's Talk Conflict. We'd love to hear from you. So if you'd like to get in touch, you can reach us on Let's Talk Conflict at leapcc.org.uk or find us on Twitter and Instagram at leap underscore cc. This podcast has been produced in partnership with Leap Confronting Conflict and edited by Helena Webb. Let's Talk Conflict has been supported by the Esme Fairburn Foundation, the Curtin Magda Stern Foundation, the Treebeard Trust and the Rain Foundation. <laughs>